Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, do we have some news, which I'm sure we'll get into a little later. We are joining a full-fledged crew of golf, Dante, starting tomorrow. Uh, you've been playing here for the last couple of days since New Jersey uh, opened up golf courses and my own home state of Maryland finally uh, said, you know what, I think we, I think we can let the let the hounds loose. We can let them play. So uh, excited to be back on the golf course here as well. Uh, really pumped to see how it breaks down. I don't know any details yet. You know, um, you would think being one of the last states uh, to open that, you know, we'd have it figured out watching everyone else do it. But uh, as, as comes and goes with, you know, people putting things off to the last minute, it seems like we've all done that here in Maryland too. And, and we're still waiting on the details of how exactly we're going to get to play golf. Uh, oh, it was pretty cool seeing you uh, recount your, your experience today in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, let everybody kind of see what's going on. It's kind of, honestly, the process is different from kind of more of a check-in standpoint. And then once you, we can go into it later, but once you get onto the course, it's just like another day and you're just out there hacking it around or doing whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun today. Um, probably gonna take a break tomorrow. My feet are absolutely killing me. They're destroyed. I've been soaking them in Epsom salt each day. Uh, yeah. But you go from you go from no walk. You go from walking the course on your PlayStation to walking the course in physicality. Uh, there's the dogs don't like that too much. Zero to one hundred real quick. That's awesome, man. Well, I tell you what, you know, as we see courses uh, opening back up, um, a guy we're about to talk to and, and bring on to the show um, has kind of been an awesome advocate for that, as we've seen uh, kind of in 2015 and even before that uh, in the golf scene, allowing guys that and girls uh, that aren't really, you know, your, your single digit handicaps, the ability to play golf and play it at a competitive level. Um, so we're happy to bring on from next gen golf, Ben Tyler. Uh, Ben's been an advocate and kind of a crucial part of next gen golf here uh, for at least the last decade, even more. So uh, Ben, how are things out there in Massachusetts where uh, you're still biting at the bit to play some golf? Yeah, I was going to say, well, first of all, thanks for having me on guys. Obviously uh, a pleasure to be here, but Yep, we're uh, we're officially the last state standing for for no golf. So this is uh, this is going on quite a bit of time now, and we're we're chomping at the bit. But uh, yeah, we're still we're still still a little bit of ways away. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, it's in a couple of weeks or so. Those are never words you ever wanted to hear yourself iterate or thought you'd ever hear yourself uh, kind of say. Exactly. In, I'm sure in the last eight months. <laughs> exactly. It's uh it's been an, an interesting time, especially for you know, our business, but I think everyone is, is kind of ready to get out and have some social interaction at some point and, and play some golf. Yeah. I think that's, man, that's, that's, you hit it perfectly. Everyone's just ready for social interaction and it's not even playing competitive golf. It's just, it's playing golf and like just getting out there with your buddies again and, and meeting new people on the course. I think that's one thing, you know, we miss as well too. And, you know, I kind of, I, I find myself playing as a single sometimes just to get out on the course, you know, if I'm not a, a member there or anything and get matched up with some random people. And by the end of 18 holes, you know, you end up being some pretty good friends with them at least and, and having some fun if they're a decent human beings. So I miss that too, you know? <laughs> I'll tell, you, exactly. I'll tell you what the uh in jersey since we're doing the twosomes if um no one knows jersey's twosomes only which every 16 minutes so eight players an hour it's kind of funny because we have such a huge membership at my course and we bounce back from different courses because we have like five others to play from and just the excitement that you see like we'll look over and we saw like other members and we're like whoa like yo like what's going on like oh like the excitement just to see other human beings and and like the camaraderie that you um you've developed with you know your your group of guys that you've played with and just being able to see them i mean ho you're like hoping to see maybe one other person because you're just like you, like it's either me or my dad or it's like my buddy dan i just kind of like text him I was like yo this is going to be kind of tricky you just want to like partner up for all like every weekend and he goes yeah no problem just so we because they won't allow singles uh to book and you have to book two sums and the only thing that you're allowed to do if if you want more is if you're playing with like a family member like if it was me and my dad i can probably bring someone else yep. but of course there's still a little iffy about that so you're just kind of like looking around like who's out here because half the time you, it's just you and your partner and you're in the middle of the fairway and you don't see a soul 
So <laughs> it's just like what you're saying, just the camaraderie and just the excitement, just to see just social and just see people. <laughs> That's like kind of like one of the biggest things that has, you know, you take for granted with, yeah. with it with it's, golf in general it's crazy man and i'm super pumped to be you know back at it in some way shape or form like i said we still don't know the details um so i'm still waiting on that i think they said uh details will come out at 7 a.m tomorrow so uh kind of holding our breath to see when we can make tea times and stuff like that but uh but ben take us through take us through next gen golf you know tell us what it's about now um i know it's kind of evolved over you know the last 20 years or so but take us through what next gen golf is and does currently yeah so we you know, we're a big advocate for team golf. Um, and to, to break it down pretty simply, we have three different business lines and three different ways that we kind of look to grow the game. So, you know, starting with the, the National High School um, Golf Association, so the NHSGA, um, we ran the first uh, high school invitational last year in Disney. And basically what that was, was if you were a state champion, uh, you know, if you were on your high school team, if you won the state championship, um, you'd be invited to to basically compete for a national championship, which has never been done before. Um, you know, kind of kind of mind blowing, especially. I, I think we all played high school golf. It's it's interesting to th- to see that, you know, if you did win your state championship, that was kind of the end of the road. And especially for you know when we were seniors, uh, I I didn't have the luxury of winning a a state championship, unfortunately. But you know, it would have been cool to kind of compete um, on a national level with your high school team. So we kind of got that rolling and um, yeah, great success last year down in Disney for the first one, we had, you know, over a hundred boys and, and over a hundred girls. And it was just, it was a blast, you know, kids had an awesome time and really got to take that national next step with their high school team. So, um, you know, before all this pandemic hit, we were, we were set to bring back year two and it was going to be even better. We already had, over 200 people or over 200 boys signed up um, once again, hundred girls and, and we were ready to take it to Pinehurst um, end of June. And, you know, right now we're, we're still kind of in a holding pattern and, you know, we think we're just kind of waiting to see and, and see what will happen with this in the next couple months. But we're, uh, we're, you know, really hoping because it's, it's going to be a, a big kind of next step for us um, on the high school side of things. Um, so that's, that's really cool. And, you know, yeah. it seems like every kind of premier um, amateur golf or even, you know, some sort of competitive golf is finding its way to Pinehurst. Um, and I think it speaks yep. to how great of, you know, a facility they have down there. But, uh, you know, talk on how you were able to grow that, I guess, from year one to year two. Did, was it just all word of mouth on, on how much, you know, people enjoyed playing in that event? Yeah, so Chris Noble, he's, uh, he actually manages that line for us, and he does an unbelievable job in just making those connections with, you know, the teams, the coaches, and, and yeah, after that first experience, nobody really had any idea what to expect, you know, it's, you know, no one's done it before, it's, you know, we've run national tournaments for club golf and for City Tour, which is our post-grad, but, you know, never for high school before, and it was all kind of, you know, uh, new to us, so, you know, Chris uh, just did an unbelievable job just making those relationships with, not only the players, but the families that he was working with and the coaches and, and just getting that feedback of like, you know, what worked at Disney and what didn't, you know, obviously it was, it was in June. So naturally Disney in June is a, is a pretty hot place, but um, you know, yeah, it was just kind of taking that feedback of, you know, what went well and, and, you know, seeing what they wanted to do for potential next stops. And we have a great relationship with Pinehurst. We had our city tour championship there last year. So you know, kind of a, like you said, no brainer to, to go back to that just absolute heaven of golf. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, uh, excited to hopefully still see that happen. I know, uh, Dante and ourselves, myself is, uh, also looking at playing in a tournament in June and then hopefully, uh, actually, you know, championship in November, which will also be at Pinehurst, uh, the Barstool Classic. So we're hoping to hopefully still have that qualifier in June. And, and, you know, I think fingers are crossed and, and breath's being held a little bit, but, uh, when you're seeing, you know, I don't think we might not see the after party like we usually do, but I think we might still see golf being played. Um, so, you know, might be a little logistics change as far as, you know, the, the extracurriculars, but I think the golf might still be able to be played, which is a, a telltale, you know, relief sign of, 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 uh, of at least good hope that we can, we can be in that position. Definitely. But, um, you know, talk us through how you got there. You said the city tour, um, you know, is your kind of post-grad uh, tour. Talk us through how that kind of got kickstarted in 2015. Yeah, so, you know, to kind of back it up to, we have our um, our National Collegiate Club Golf Association. It, it kind of goes in a, a progression stage there. Um, so, yeah, National Collegiate Club Golf Association, 
um, you know, we, we kind of got that going to help basically anybody play college golf. That's what we were looking for. And, you know, so I, I did the professional golf management program. So I had that kind of avenue, um, you know, obviously the varsity side of things, but to kind of, you know, break it into another level to allow everybody to play club golf. Cause you know, it could be a thing, a thing where you want to go to your dream school. Um, you know, personally, I always wanted to go to Ohio state and you know, that pretty good golf team there as, as we know. So, you know, not really being able to play on that varsity side of things. Um, you know, we, the, we kind of looked at the opportunity there in, in the national collegiate club golf association. It, uh, it allowed everyone to play. So, you know, we have a massive following with, with club teams all over the country and we try to put on um, at least two to three tournaments uh, in the spring and then in the fall as well with championships um, at both the end of the spring and the fall. Um, so really just, you know, providing guys or providing both guys and girls to uh, a chance to get out and play. So that, uh, that's kind of the second aspect in the yeah, SC tour, which you were just talking about. That's actually what I manage. So it's, uh, it's more so of our post-grad league. Um, we try to just, you know, continue, um, to provide that opportunity. Cause as you guys know, it's, you graduate and if you were on a varsity team, you know, you had the, uh, the opportunity for free gear and, and, you know, free golf for most of the time. And then even in the club side of things, we provide some, some discounts with, uh, with Strix on Cleveland golf, uh, one of our big partners. Um, but once you get out of college, it's kind of like, okay, what's next, you know, and, and everyone's looking for a, uh, for a way to play. So, uh, the city tour is, is like I said, kind of post-grad league and in 25, 26 major cities in the country right now. Um, and just kind of depending on where you are, there's at least two and, you know, maybe up to seven, like in the Boston area here, just, just tournaments to play in all team-based golf, um, no handicap needed. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can choose between, between scramble and best ball. So it you know, kind of tailors to, to all aspects and all uh, skill levels. That's, uh, that's great that you said uh, the what's next, because I, I grew up actually in high school and the listeners know as well. I grew up high school and college playing the cross and, yep. you know, you walk across that stage, you know, after being a, a kid and then an adolescent and then a, a young one, young adult playing up to like maybe 20 years of competitive sports to then walk across the stage, get your degree. And then it's all right, well, what's next? Like here's this competitive person that I am that I want to, I want to compete. I like sports. Like I'm going to want to play in something. And then I'm finding men's lacrosse leagues where it's like just beer leagues. And it's like, which was fun and the camaraderie is great, but where's that competitive juices? Like where, where can I strive to achieve something? And, you know, we all love sports. We all love different other sports. And that's when I picked up golf because you can do it by yourself. But like what you're saying there is like kind of nail on the head. And what I'm, I've told Dalton about this. I was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta talk to these guys because that's what I strive for is like, I want to be able to still compete at a sport in a more competitive and organized level. And that's something that I see that you guys have. And I, I, I cannot harp enough. I hate there's, there's gotta be more for, you know, the 21 and older, because it's, it's either you're playing a sport from a, a young kid to college and then you're, you're either going pro or you're not. It's like, well, there's so many players out there that have talent that can still compete, even though it's not at the highest all-star professional level, there should that. I always think there should still be something out there for people to still be able to, you know, it's like almost you're just saying, Hey, now it's time to hang up the gloves. You're like, yo, I'm 21, 22 years old. And you're telling me I got to basically retire from competitive sport. That's there's something wrong with that. And it seems like you've, you guys have fixed that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's kind of offers for the competitive side and then just the casual golf. That's when you get Mm -hmm. into it too. Cause as we all know, a scramble format, you can, you know, play once or twice a year and, you know, have a good partner and still be able to complete a tournament, which I think is pretty cool. And that's an aspect that, you know, we, we we're proud to offer. So, you know, you can choose best ball scramble, obviously best ball is going to be your more competitive players and, you know, scramble if you're just looking to have some beers and go out and play some golf, which, you know, obviously we all enjoy as well. So mm-hmm. it's a it's good best of both sides there. Now, now talk us through, you aforementioned it a little bit there earlier, kind of where it all began was the National Collegiate Club Golf Association, uh, which I think is such a, an, an 
epic aspect of, of competitive golf, especially at a national level for, yep. for kids who may not just be good enough to play on their, you know, collegiate team. Like you said, you know, when you talk dream schools and especially at the D one level, um, most kids that play at that level in D one are having aspirations of going for playing professionally and, and, and usually make a good run at it. At least, you know, right out of college can at least compete on some yep. mini tours and stuff like that. So um, talk us through that. How is, how did that offer or at least start to offer um, an opportunity for kids who were still pretty good at golf, but you know, weren't going to make those collegiate teams to, to have a chance to play competitively for their schools in a club fashion. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, Chris Hart, our CEO, and Matt Weinberger, COO, um, you know, they played a very integral part in it. And obviously, um, Matt Weinberger played at, at Dayton. And, um, you know, when Chris kind of got this whole thing rolling, um, you know, Matt and him connected and really said, hey, there's an opportunity here for, you know, people to play some golf. Um, and, and yeah, like you nailed it on the head there. There's There's so many kids that you know, they're, when they're going to play varsity golf, they're probably tour aspirations or some sort of mini tour is kind of their next step there. Um, and then there's also a ton of kids that are extremely successful in high school. And like I mentioned, might want to go to, you know, South Carolina or Clemson, and it's just really hard to play on that golf team. So, um, you know, it, they started to see it just continue to grow. Um, it, it became the National Collegiate Club Golf Association in 2006. And, you know, it was a small, small group and it was just kind of starting to, to get the snowball effect there um, and really has, has blossomed. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we have um, a team of three, basically, that, uh, that runs the National Collegiate Club Golf Association and, you know, puts on these tournaments and, you know, offers these kids discounts through Strixon and Cleveland and, you know, kind of provides them that opportunity that, they might not have had. And, you know, there's some cool success stories too that just, you know, make it all worth it too. And it's one of those things where, you know, some kids play on the club team uh, at schools like Michigan, Michigan state, and, you know, perform pretty well. And when walk on opportunities, um, you know, provide themselves, they, we've had uh, a few kids that have played varsity. Um, like I said, at Michigan, Michigan state to just to name a few, but um, so it's pretty cool to kind of see that, uh, that aspect, but, you know, it's, uh, it's growing, growing like crazy. And it's, uh, it's been, been a cool ride. That's awesome. And you say, you know, it kind of like snowballed from there, you know, um, you talk about, uh, at least from what we're seeing here is like, you know, it, you also started college golf pass around 2011, which ended up being rebranded into next gen golf. And, and you kind of talk about everything just building on top of each other. It sounds like from like the club association to, um, you know, like you said, ended up being your postgrad at the, at the city tour. And then, you know, the national high school golf association kind of prefacing that and saying, well, you know, there's obviously something before club golf at the, at the pro at the uh, collegiate level as well and you know it, it seems like you guys are, are beginning to be the full package and you know just recently in 2019 you guys were acquired by the PGA of America um, talk us through that like how, how did that help you guys kind of maybe even establish a little bit of legitimacy but also kind of say all right you know we've snowballed to here but you know what's next yeah. Yeah. You nailed on the head there with legitimacy. Um, you know, obviously you start to get the name out there a little bit with working with a ton of these courses on the collegiate side of things and, you know, city tour as well. Um, but when you're still calling and trying to book these tournaments, you know, not a lot of people had heard of next gen golf. Um, so yeah, back in April of, of 2019, we were lucky enough to, to, to be acquired. So we're a subsidiary of the PG of America. And, and honestly, it's, it's been, it's been great. We're, uh, we're still up in Boston. We have a, a nine-man office up in Boston, and um, you know we're we're slated to to move down to Texas when the uh, the headquarters is finished in in Frisco. Um, so you know, kind of a big stage there. But right now they're they're letting us stay up here and and kind of do our own thing, which has been really good because it's you know uh, not a lot has changed on on that end. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been great, especially. Um, you know, when it comes to working with some of these courses and like you said, hitting that legitimacy part of saying, you know, we're calling from the PGA of America, you know, a subsidiary of the PGA of America, um, it really helps. And, and we're working with a lot more PGA professionals now, um, you know, really incorporating them in things that we do. And, you know, me being a PGA professional myself, it's one of those things where it's pretty cool to see, you know, starting to work with, with sections and, and just professionals in general. Um, and start to, to host some awesome courses now. And I know City Tour especially, we've had, um, you know, some courses on the schedule like Chambers Bay and we're, our first tournament's at Black Wolf Run at the River Course um, for the Wisconsin – or the yeah, the Milwaukee, Chicago area um, next weekend. So, you know, some of these newer courses that sometimes when you call and 
you know, you say it's from next gen golf. It's, you know, okay, what's that? You know, how is this tournament really going to happen sort of thing? Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really cool. And, uh, you know, obviously working with one of the, the, if not the biggest name in golf, um, you know, has really helped us kind of continue to grow. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, you know, you said the move to Frisco is obviously a, a plan in the future, you know, um, with it, without going too deep into the, you know, you guys' future plans, you know, what does next gen golf have, uh, you know, obviously post COVID uh, restrictions and stuff like that, but you know, what are you guys planning on doing uh, expanding city tour, maybe, you know, obviously putting on the national high school golf association tournament, uh, if all things go to plan, you know, what's, what's 2020 and beyond look for you guys here continuing to grow. Yeah, I mean, growth, you nailed it once again. It's, uh, it's one of those things where we're just going to kind of let this play out and, and you know, see what, uh, see what it has in store. We've already had to, to make some, some pretty serious adjustments to our schedules. Um, our NCCGA spring season was completely canceled with the kids pretty much not being in, on campus. And um, in my city tour side of things, we've pretty much rescheduled from March to May. Um, hopefully get this, uh, get this thing rolling next weekend at, uh, at Black Wolf Run. But yeah, so we have our, our city tour championship will be in December this year. Um, so basically all the local events are qualifiers for the city tour championship. Uh, and that'll be at Kiwa Island in December. So, you know, really exciting uh, to, to get there. That's obviously a great track. And especially for us, uh, us Northern guys, we all know a December golf trip is, is pretty fun. So uh, we got that, that coming up, uh, the, the fall NCCGA season, you know, if it uh, all goes to plan, we'll get that back up and running and the, the fall nationals will be in Hilton head. Um, so another cool location for a, a little November, uh, get together for all the college students. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully, you know, like I said, the, get the, the NHSGA invitational, uh, you know, on is scheduled for, for Piners because we're, we're really looking forward to that. And I know a lot of families are kind of using that as their, you know, light at the end of the tunnel thing. So, you know, would love to, would love to see that uh, happen. Yeah, it's been cool to see Pinehurst, especially, you know, Dante and I talk about this kind of constantly is that those North Carolina folks down there, it doesn't seem like they ever shut down golf, uh, which is really cool. But then again, kind of like, you know, aggravating to us Northerners, like you said, it's like, man, you're only golf course every day and I'm stuck here at home. Can't do a thing. Can't play. Can't even, you know, think about playing. So uh, if you guys have one opportunity of uh, having that, you guys picked a good place, you know, probably unknowingly at the time, but uh, reluctantly so now to uh, to see Pinehurst, all operations uh, pretty much a go with some restrictions and, and stuff like that in store. But uh, awesome, man. That, that is so cool. I, I love the fact, and Dante and I, like I said, harp on this constantly, you know, there just needs to be more ability for people in, in our generation to play. And it's that millennial generation. And it's like it's post-college, um, you know, 24, 25 to like even mid thirties, you know, it, it's that generation of golf that's always looking for stuff because it's like, I, I still feel like even, you know, I play in the men's leagues at most of my clubs and, and it's like, it's the old, like I'm the youngest there by like 15, 20 years, like easily. Um, there's not many guys my age that are playing it just because like, Oh, well, isn't that the senior league? And it's like, no, it's a men's league. Like you guys can play. And it's just like, you know, they're there. I don't know if it's a stigma or, or what it is, but it just seems like all these, they're, they're like old money leagues. And you know, there's still not a, a lot for us out there. If you're not a uh, single digit handicap with you know, aspirations of winning your, your state or, yep. or your state open. So um, it, it's really cool to see this kind of stuff floating around. And I think, you know, year by year, just continuing to grow a little bit more notoriety. Um, so, you know, w- with your city tour and stuff like that, how, how can guys and girls reach out to you and, and become a part of that? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, nextgengolf.org is the website and you can, um, you know, dive into the city tour and that has our schedule. Um, everything will be updated. We're, as I said, just kind of going with the flow here and making reschedules when we need to. But um, yeah, on the website, you can uh, search by city. Uh, like I said, 25, 26 major cities right now that we do have tournaments in. Um, I would say at the moment, probably looking to start like uh, after June 1st. So I think that first weekend's June 6th or 7th. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can keep those going as planned, but <clears throat> yeah, for the, you know, they can kind of see the whole schedule there. Um, you can reach out to me, uh, my, my, my email and phone numbers all over the website. So, you know, never hesitate to reach out, but any questions or anything, you know, we'd love to, to get you and you can sign up, um, as an individual, you can sign up as a pair, sign up as a team. So many different options. And if you, you know, sign up alone, we'll, we'll get you matched up and make sure you have a good time out there. So yeah, any, anywhere on the website. 
Awesome, man. I love to hear that. And, you know, we were, we were scrolling your website a little earlier. I had to shout out your head security guard, Walter Hart. Uh, looks like an absolute furball full of love. And I just had to shout him out because that is so cool that you guys put him on the website. So absolutely love that. And uh, yeah. hope you see him in the office every day. Give him some belly rubs for us. So for those <laughs> listeners who don't know what we're talking about, I'll let you go to the website, uh, <laughs> www.nextgengolf.org uh, to check that out and see, uh, see exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, Ben, really appreciate the time tonight, man. Uh, it's awesome what you guys are doing and, and the fact that you know from 2006 to now you guys have been able to grow not only just collegiate golf experiences but high school golf experiences now and you know the post-grad side of golf it's it, it's the awesome movement that Dante and I talked about man we just love to see um, it, it's we are the next generation of the golf industry um, so to see that kind of being just pushed by you guys and, and so hard and so consistently. And I think you guys are all in a mindset of just always looking for new spaces within the golf industry to, to find your own, to keep growing the game. So really appreciate you joining us and, and thanks so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. Yes, sir. Take care. And, you know, hopefully, uh, Next time we talk, which I hope will be soon, uh, you in Massachusetts and everybody up there will be playing golf and, and you can get out there and enjoy the walk. <laughs> That's the hope. We appreciate it. Awesome, man. We'll take care and we'll talk soon. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was Ben Tyler from Next Gen Golf. Uh, something we kind of talked about in between, uh, in between the conversations here is the, uh, the discount code that uh, Ben and the rest of Next Gen Golf want to give all of our listeners to encourage you guys, whether it's the City Tour or uh, you know, any of their other foundation events, to sign up and you get a little discount. Uh, ETW15 at checkout will get you guys $15 off any of their, uh, any of their tournaments coming up. So specifically the City Tour, um, he was talking about, you know, this year is going to be at Pinehurst. So uh, I believe they already have their, uh, you know, their championship rounds uh, qualifiers set for that. I believe it's going to be up here in June. So everyone who has qualified is already qualified. But uh, they've talked about it, you know, last year, I believe, Dante, where did they say they had it at? Say they had it at Chambers Bay? I believe so. So they went from Chambers Bay to Pinehurst. Um, so I'm – guaranteeing year three uh, with their new partnership with the PGA of America, especially um, will be a stellar event venue. Um, he, he talked about places like the, you know, uh, the whistling straits course. He talked about courses that they're having the city tour at like out in uh, I think he said the black course at stream song or something like that as well. So they're having phenomenal event venues, even for the, you know, city tour events themselves, let alone the national championships. So guys, it's something to really check out uh, and, and look into as far as getting a team together. Um, he kind of described it, you know, as just your buddies league. So um, it, it's a fun kickback time guy. It's not super, you know, pompous, super serious golf, but it's just, it's a good outlet for our generation to go seek to, uh, to play some golf. So there is no age limit. You just got to be out of college um, and anywhere in between, you know, I think uh, 23 and, and above it, it can, can play men and women. So um, excited to check that out guys. Like we said, uh, discount code ETW15 at checkout will get you guys $15 off your entry fees. So pretty cool stuff there, Dante. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to see it. Um, it seems like they're growing rapidly. Uh, seems like they're they're obviously they're nationwide too, which is great. They're at a lot of cities and they're going to probably be growing in the next couple of years. I'm a big fan because like we said, you know, most of the guys that, and girls that graduate college that play have played sports their entire life basically almost they tell you that you got to hang it up and I think there's something wrong with that there needs to be um, some type of competitive juices flowing because you know I would say like 90% of us aren't going pro so you know that few percent that are going pro like congrats good for you um, can't wait to see like you guys on the leaderboards and all that but again, it's it's a, it's a, it's all about the camaraderie. It's getting the buddies together, getting the girls together, having some drinks. But at the at the same time, you know, you have a goal at the end of the day. You can just try and win something, and and that's and that's perfect. And that's what I like to look for. Is like I I always want to go out and play and have some type of. I love having friendly matches, and you know, I love to just you know get out there and grind. But I also like to enjoy myself too. And I think that's what they. And like what Ben was saying is that's what, that's what they're all about. And it's, it's cool to see because I'll say it again. Like if you're either a member at like a high end club or whatnot and doing the member events, or you're some plus handicap doing local amateur stuff, there's no in between. And I think they hit the, uh, 
nail on the head on this one. Yeah, no, those guys are they're they're up to something good there. There's no doubt about that. And uh, they've been around the golf scene since 2003. Now, just you know, running tournaments and running events, whether it's for the co- collegiate level kids at the club level, um, the next gen golf, uh, the city tour since 2015, and then you know even more recently, like he talked about with the high school events. So uh, they know how to run a good event too, which is which is really. Uh, cool to see so excited to hopefully cross paths with those guys in the future uh, at one of their city tour events and uh you know maybe make some noise down the road at their their national championship too from the enjoy the walk crew yeah that'd be fun absolutely now you know something else i wanted to talk about it's a happy opening day in maryland for golf uh you know for all of our listeners that are in the uh, maryland you know old line state congratulations we're back we have Final. we're here now i will say we got the, you know, clarification today that we are opening, um, but we talked about it on the pod with Ben. You would think being one of the last states to open, we'd have our shit together. It's a shit show logistically right now. No one knows what app they're using, how we're logging in. Some people are saying, I'm getting, I'm getting sources saying that some people are just letting people in clubhouses because they don't have anything set up. Um, and just wearing masks and telling people no more than three, three in a clubhouse at a time, uh, this, that, and the other. So like, it blows my mind that we were one of the last to open and this infrastructure isn't set up by now. That it's a, uh, it will continue to be, a, it's a shit show. It will continue to be a shit show and it's just going to be controlled chaos. Uh, it's still chaotic, uh, even on the Jersey side of things. So Buckle up. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, stay, you know, stay on, uh, stay on top of it. It's like you said, when it opened, um, in New Jersey, uh, we talked about just a few days ago. Um, it almost brings more anxiety to, to actually open in the first few days than, um, than joy of, mm. of having golf back. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked to go play some golf, but I'm also very understandable. At least the way my club has talked that I'm not guaranteed a tee time tomorrow. So that you know the way our club's running it um is just 7 a.m they're going to send out like a mass email and say whether or not uh you know say whether or not tea time's open the course itself at least for us isn't opening until 10 a.m so they're giving themselves like a three-hour leeway to accept tea times and to accept call-ins and this that and the other but i'm skeptical i'm super skeptical of this actually working out if you don't see me on a golf course tomorrow it's because we just had absolute shit for infrastructure for this to actually happen i think once the like the release comes for golf i mean the floodgates open (laughs) and you just gotta expect the worst and kind of hope for the best scenario and that's what i did um i've been fortunate enough to just stay on top of things and i've been getting able to get my tee times obviously there's you're gonna see a lot of bumps in the road uh, but it, it's weird because I think courses get stuck on what they want to do. Do they want to access third-party applications in order to set up online payments? Um, or do they have the funds that they have a supportive IT system that can set something up? It's con- And it seems like a lot of these courses don't, and they have to utilize third-party applications. So let's face it. I mean, how there's thousands of courses across the country, and you know, and it's like unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because, like, the, obviously, those third-party applications they do take percentages from every tee time and stuff like that. So they're not for free. You know, like these, especially these big, you know, golf courses, they're paying for every tee time through this third-party app. And it's like, when you boil it down, do you really want to be given four or five dollars, three, four, five dollars to to a third-party app? It's like. I can see the, you know, maybe the reluctancy to go onto a third party app, but I think it, it just makes sense during the time we're at right now to be using a scannable third party app that you don't have to walk into a clubhouse. Yeah, I I agree. You you showed it too. And you know, I'll promote our fans to go check this out, you know, check out our Instagram at enjoy the walk pod. Dante kind of documented his experience throughout a, a New Jersey golf course today that uh, I thought did a phenomenal job at it. Uh, at least from a viewer's perspective, they social distanced the golf car, like the cars when you pulled in, it was every other spot. Mm-hmm. The way you kind of walked up to this outdoor tent that had a table and you scanned in like, you know, walk us through that experience real quick that you had today that maybe was even different from the courses you played the last couple of days. Yeah. So I think I'll, 
the only thing that was really diff- different is the way they that separated the cars, like every other spot, uh, which is actually pretty smart because um, some other courses that I've played, you know, you just you just park wherever and you can be on top of things. And I think one of the biggest things that they try and push to make sure out of social distancing is to make sure that you're not congregating in the parking lot because mm-hmm. they're, you know, some guys are going to try and, you know, crack some beers. They're going to shoot the shit and talk talk about their round pace and bets it's like no no the courses don't want to see that the guidelines you know state they don't want to see that but yeah they go back off of that you know that uh, obviously i booked the tea time online they get well like almost like a week in advance paid so i was all set to go um again you know got an email like the night before hey looking forward to you this is your tea time here and there mm-hmm. and then they usually most of these applications they'll send you like, Hey, we, this is what you want. We want you to do uh, no more than 10 minutes before your tea time. Uh-huh. If you're, if you're earlier, stay in your car until it's like 10 minutes So say, if you have like an eight, 10 tea time or whatever, like don't get out of your car until eight o'clock. Uh, and then so, so I pulled in as you guys will see, um, I was pretty much like right on time, like perfect. So I got out, walked through, um put my mask on like i said a lot of the courses just want you to have the mask on uh because you're around people more than when you're out on the courses before and kind of afterwards like basically the parking lot and check-in so you go in they have they had their like laptop out there and had everything set up he was checking us in uh just me and my partner got in cool luckily another thing this course somehow had they allowed the practice green um, to be open so you can at least get a feel for the greens most courses it's literally no joke 100 percent park and play you park first tee go 18th hole green you're coming off and you're going the hell home i saw that uh, and i, I kind of like that i was like you can yeah. still you know especially with only two uh people going off every 15 minutes you're probably only on the putting green with your playing partner anyway yeah you know so and, and i almost kind of argue that a little bit i wish they would open the ranges um, you know, just for people who are paying customers, because, you know, if you were allowed to, to be on the range, say only two at a time, you know, in like, say half an hour in, in intervals. So half an hour before you play, you can be on the range. And then, you know, as you go, so like, I think there's a little more leniency out there to be had as far as that goes. Cause I think, you know, two at a time on a range, you're not really going to be um, you know, hurting anything, but then it involves, you know, I see their, their kind of argument is, you know, then it involves range buckets and then it involves range balls. And then it involves, you know, a lot of more variables. Yeah. You're touching the baskets. They got to sanitize that. So I see see where it involves more variables. Yeah. I mean, it would, it'd be nice if you can get a couple of swings in before. Uh, cause you, I mean, once you roll out of the car, you don't know. You don't know where that ball is going. Absolutely I don't know if you're. <laughs> you don't know what kind of flight or, you know, if you're hitting a draw or fade or slice or hook that day. So oh, you have zero kinda, clue. Yeah, it kind of sucks too if you're playing, a like a, a team game or some type of money game. But then again, everybody's. It's not like you're the only one that's not getting any type of like warm up ball or mm-hmm. warm up, and so you're just out going in cold, but. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool to get a feel for the greens. I think out of like everything, that's what I would want to get a feel for the best is the greens because obviously, you know, that's that's the money maker right there. Yeah, you can make um, a swing. Like if, if but if you're hitting a putt and you have no clue if it's going to go seven feet or eighteen feet, then mm-hmm. it's a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, once we were like ready to go, the guy's like, "Yep, there's the first tee. You guys are good, uh, and you know, we'll enjoy your round." And then. That was that. I mean, we just basically teed off and just walked 18 and then came off 18 and just grabbed their stuff and just went home. So, I mean, it's kind of funny, though, because with the twosomes, you're playing in like two hours and 45 minutes in between and three hours. I mean, you're flying. I came home. My dad's like, you're home already? yeah i am <laughs> i think it's that because of the distance traveled so it was uh it was kind of funny but yeah that's that's kind of like a i guess you can say take the positive out of every situation i mean it's just you and your stuff out on the course it's very peaceful 
Uh, you don't really have, you're not any, you're not up anybody's uh, ass or no one's up yours, uh, which it's, which is kind of nice. So you know, it's just it's like you said, pretty though, quiet. I do golf sometimes to be out there for four or five, six hours. Cause I'll go play, I'll go play not uh, 18 and then, you know, swing around for another nine and make it 27 for the day. So I, I use it as something to be like, you know, not busy for the day, but I, I enjoy being outside for long periods yes. of time. And it's like, I do almost wish, you know, that when Maryland brings it back tomorrow, I know it is going to be foursomes. So I think we'll be out there a little longer than that, but I, I do play golf cause I just love being outside too. So like, you know, I, I almost wish that uh, while it's nice playing in twosomes and playing fast and not really waiting um, that, you know, you weren't going as fast or you had the option to maybe slow it down a little bit. Yeah. There's positives and negatives to that. Cause like you can maybe play maybe a couple extra ball, like another <laughs> ball into the green right. because I mean, you were that spaced out. And if you're playing quickly and you're not, you know, all over the place, you, you can do that. So you kind of get like double worth your money in a way if you're paying uh but at the same time it's you know you and your partner if you guys are like holding a conversation and you don't know what to talk about it's just going to be silent for a few couple holes at least if so you're playing in foursomes you so have basically you're saying play with a person that's got a good gift of gab so you never <laughs> run into those scenarios yeah it could be a very quiet round for a good three hours <laughs> it could be quiet too if you're spraying it you see the guy on the tee box and none on the green actually that happened today um I, and then like the other day it was funny cause I like snap hooked it like one and it went on snap hooked my driver and it went on a completely different fairway, but I still had a shot and my partner pushed it and he was like completely on the other side. I was like, all right, I'll see you at the green. And he goes, okay, see you later. <laughs> and there it was, you know, I played, I looked over and he was maybe 150 yards right of me and i'm well like nowhere i didn't play the hole basically i just mm -hmm. played my own hole and next thing i know we're walking up to the green i'm like oh hey <laughs> what's going on funny how's, seeing you here yeah <laughs> how's, the, how's the ninth hole how the ninth hole treat you what, what are you putting for <laughs> that's crazy. so that's uh that's the funny thing but you know it's peaceful it's it's quick but then again if having those extra two guys but is also you know good for camaraderie um, it's good for other type of matches and stuff like that. So you gotta, again, I said it, gotta take what they're giving us. You know, we could, we could be like Massachusetts right now, the lone, lone wolf, just Poor unfortunately, man. I just, Poor I don't man. know, it sucks. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, you see 49 other States playing. It okay. just blows my mind, man. I mean, I, I yeah. will, I will say, um, you know, I'm no doctor or, or any of this, but, uh, Boston, you know, Boston, Massachusetts had a, a big, big spike today again. Um, mm. So weird, weird kind of occurrences happening up there in Boston. And I, I think, uh, you know, just as we saw Maryland uh, kind of just overarching with uh, the Baltimore Metro DC area, um, you know, they're just kind of one state, one act right now. So if they're seeing a spike like that, it's going to, they're going to stay shut down for a while. So it's unfortunate, you know, that we're continuing to see maybe a spike or two here or there, but uh, I, I would like to, you know, advocate that I don't think golf courses are uh, a, a spike uh, producer in any way, shape or form, but uh just want to make a quick announcement for the people that are still listening to this podcast. First off, thank you. Y'all are awesome. Uh, second off, you know, we are dropping two forms of hats this Friday. Uh, we are dropping the gray and black hat with those black patches that we, uh, that we posted about that those on YouTube are watching uh, me wear currently. And we're also dropping a dark camo with our black patch as well. So it'll be the ETW uh, OG patch that we have on a couple of different hats, uh, the gray front build hat with the black mesh and a nice dark camo uh, with black mesh and uh, the black patch as well. So check out those guys Friday morning. We will be dropping. We are dropping those uh, 8 a.m. So be the first to get those guys. Very limited numbers, only about 10 of each. So uh, check those out. Snag them while you can. I'm sure they will go very fast. We are also dropping a all gray 
kind of dad hat style baseball cap. So uh, that'll have the black patch on as well. So guys, three different styles of hats. We only have 10 of each. So I'm sure they will go very fast. So get them before they're gone. Uh, www.enjoythewalkpod.com is where you can find those. And uh, enjoy the walk pod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, go give us a follow and a like there. You'll see the, the posts about those hats dropping on those platforms. So guys, also feel free to check out our YouTube page. Enjoy the walk podcast on YouTube. Uh, we post every one of our podcasts live on YouTube. So you guys can go check that out if you're, if you're feeling to watch us uh, on the podcast instead of listen to us for a change of your TV. Um, you can see, you know, who we're interviewing in face and put a face to the, uh, the audio of, of, you know, who we're bringing on the show each and every week. And if you haven't seen our face yet, whether it's Dante's face, whether it's my face, uh, you know, tune in and check it out and see what the heck we look like. You might not like it, but that's what we look like. So <laughs> and she- change that <laughs> and not change it. So appreciate y'all listening guys. Really, really, it means a lot. Um, if you're a faithful listener and you haven't done so yet, go to iTunes and, and feel free to give us a rating and a review. Uh, that would mean the, the, the world to us as far as rankings and stuff like that. So thank you guys. Uh, really appreciate all the listenership, all the, uh, kind of fanhood and the, the listeners out there that are, have been so loyal. So without further ado, Dante, we're going to, uh, we're going to go try golf tomorrow in Maryland. What do you, what do you think? What, what are my, what are my expectations going into Maryland golf tomorrow? Uh, just enjoy it. Should I have no expectations? Yeah, absolutely. I totally just at agree. least <laughs> just try do it a little bit better than me on the first tee and hit it in the fairway. I didn't hit it in the woods. I hit it in the waste or I hit it in the fairway bunker. See if you can uh, put one right down the middle. See what happens. Well, I have to say I have uh, an option of of three different courses because the fourth course is closed right now for some maintenance. Um, so I have three different options, and all first holes are wide open. Like if I miss the fairway at any one of these courses, it's an issue. Like it might not be playable. Which so, uh, which courses are open? All right, so I, I have the option tomorrow between uh, Glen Riddle uh, War Admiral, which is uh, their link style course. Is that the there. one with the track? Which one's the one? Yeah, with the that's horse the one with the horse track on about. Yeah, that one's six. fun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So right there on hole six by the green, and then hole seven, the long par uh, par five, the horse track runs right down the par five, which is pretty neat. Um, you can actually, if you hit it way far enough, right, you can actually have to play off the horse track, which is pretty funny. And they still have it sanded like, like a horse track style. They I, I, I played, I went on a trip with my dad and his buddies and we played that course and I just kind of took a detour just to go on the track. Just <laughs> Yo, to it, it's, it. it's a sweet, it's a sweet venue for anyone who's never been there. The, uh, the clubhouse now is actually the old barn. Um, where oh. the uh, the classic, uh, you know, I mean, if you guys watch the movie Sea Biscuit, uh, and and they you hear about the movie, you know, Man of War, the horse Man of War, War Admiral, uh, they were all born and bred on the eastern shore of Maryland, uh, in a in a small farm near Ocean City, Maryland. It's actually where I'm a member at. Uh, Glen Riddle Farm was where they were bred and born. Uh, but uh, there's no now two championship golf courses on the site where this. Uh, where this horse track and, and, you know, kind of farm was back in the early, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, kind of like depression era, I think is when, is when they raced. Um, but it's really cool, man. They have uh, all kind of all of the old memorabilia still around all the old newspaper clippings from both horses. Uh, this, the, the big kind of press release, uh, between man of war and sea biscuit, uh, was, was, is right there in the clubhouse. So it's really neat. And then you actually can go up into the loft. Uh, it's still, like I said, all original barn, um, with just a new facade on it that, uh, all the men's and women's lockers are up there in the loft, which is pretty neat. So uh, there's a lot of history running through there, man. And it's, it's neat to see them kind of keep as much as they can. Uh, the old, they, they had like this mini water tower uh, at this, at this venue for the, for the farm specifically and the old water tower is still there as well. Still says Glen Riddle farm on it instead of the Glen Riddle golf course logo. So it's a, yeah. it's a pretty sweet course, man. And when they open up, they have two courses on the, uh, on premises. The, like I said, the war Admiral, which I'll probably play tomorrow. And then man of war, which is back in the pines, which is a really, really long, tough track. Yeah. I'm looking at the hole right now with the, uh, with the track on war Admiral. Yeah. On Google. Yep. 
Yep. So it's uh, it's fun, man. But I also have the opportunity of possibly playing Rum Point uh, or Lighthouse Sound. Um, now, Lighthouse Sound um, is more of a tourist style course. It's it's very it's a lot easier to play, but it's the course with the views. It's it backs up on the bay side of Ocean City for the whole front nine. Um, and then finishes also right there, 16, 17, and 18 finish on the Bay of Ocean City. So uh, it's a really neat course there. And then Rum Point is a uh, course out on Assateague Island, um, about seven or eight holes on the water there. So the, the last two courses um, are very, very wind-stricken courses, I guess you could say. So if I play those courses, uh, th- th- they might be a battle come you know the end of this weekend i think it's supposed to get pretty windy so that could be pretty fun to play if i end up uh, having to play those two courses but uh yeah man i have no clue what i'm gonna play like i said uh tea times are open for availability at 7 a.m tomorrow um and the way i understand it there's no rhyme or reason what they're giving tea times for anything right now unless the the email we get says any difference so could be a crapshoot could be a lottery who the heck knows i will keep y'all informed because i don't know we will see Maryland golf. We're back. I don't know how we're back, but we're back. There you go. As long as you're back. Hey, we're back and uh, excited to bring everyone in on the, uh, on the journey of somehow playing golf in Maryland over the next two days. And uh, you're playing Friday. You said you're taking off the day tomorrow because the hooves are barking, but you're playing Friday. Where are you playing? I think we might be doing Downingtown country club. It's actually in the PA side. So So you can play foursomes there mm-hmm uh i like that track it's it's cool because it's like an old philly course um pretty strategic kind of tight tiny greens so you're not pulling driver on every hole you kind of really have to strategically think um i would say i'd probably pull driver maybe like five or six times mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of that like i like taking you know anywhere from hybrid three iron wood and like driver like i like mixing it up with those with those three clubs off the sure. tee. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah. I always get made fun of my one friend when I play certain clubs or courses where, you know, that he thinks it's, they want to pull a driver all the time and try and go for the green. But I'm a, I'm a fan of, let me try and place it to the fattest part of the fairway. Sure. Uh, that's my strategy, but Hey, everybody has a different strategy, but yeah, I really enjoy, I really enjoy those style uh, types of courses. So, should be fun. Um, I think the weather is not going to be the best. Uh, like today, today was very muggy. Mm-hmm. It was cold. Uh, rain picked up as we were leaving. So we finished in time uh, before the rain came. Of course, tomorrow, Thursday is going to be absolutely dead gorgeous and sunny outside. So. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped for, you know, if we had one, uh, we had one day to choose to open, man, tomorrow weather-wise looks beautiful. Uh, so excited for it, man. Excited to get out there and, and take everyone along for the ride and, and see how it goes. So we shall see. And, and until then, uh, you know, get out there, guys, carry your clubs if you can. And if you don't live in Massachusetts, if you do, I, f- I feel really sorry for you, but uh, carry your clubs and enjoy the walk, everyone. <laughs>